Hi loves, and welcome to the With Love Always podcast, a podcast to help you live the life you were created for. We are your hosts and your friends, Bree and Marissa, and we're so grateful you're here. We pray you listen and leave feeling more inspired, encouraged, and uplifted. Hi, you guys, and welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different. If you're watching, you can probably tell, but it is just me today. Bree is back home in Texas, and we actually had planned on taking the last two weeks of this year off where we weren't going to do any episodes but I thought it would be fun to do a bonus episode. And we've talked about kind of incorporating some solo episodes here and there. So the topic that I really wanted to talk about is reading the Bible in a year. And that is something I just did this past year. And I am so passionate about because when I tell you guys, it was truly one of the best decisions I've ever made. And so I've been telling everyone, I'm like, if you've ever thought about it, even if you haven't, I really think it is so, so worth it. You are going to learn so much, grow so much, be so challenged. I think no matter where you're at with your faith, whether you've been a believer your whole life or you don't even consider yourself a Christian and you have a lot of questions, I think the Bible is the place of answers. It's the place of truth. It's the place to really discern for yourself and understand what your faith can really look like, who God is, who Jesus is, and it just gives you a beautiful, holistic picture of his character. And I just think it is the best way to learn and grow. And I know for me, I was kind of reaching a point where I was wanting to go a bit deeper in my faith, challenge myself, and continue to refine my ability to just hear God's voice, hear him continue to guide me in my life. And so I know that the word has always been the place I've turned. And I really wanted to be able to say that I've read every single book of the Bible because there were a few I hadn't. So essentially just what today's episode is going to be about is talking about what my experience was in reading the Bible chronologically in a year, which essentially just means that I followed a reading plan that broke up the Bible into 365 different days so that you could read it all within the year and it's chronological. So the Bible actually isn't um, presented in chronological order. And so when you actually read it chronologically, it provides so much more context and clarity and just understanding that was so, so helpful. So in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about what my experience looked like, the tips I have, and also just what I wish I knew before getting into this. Like I said, it was something that I just had a desire to do, and I just kind of dove into it headfirst, not knowing what to expect. And now there are so many things where I'm like, okay, I wish somebody had told me this. I wish I had a bit of a better idea of what that would actually look like. So today we're going to chat about all the things I'm so excited to talk about it. I have my tea here. I'm ready to just have a cozy little episode talking all about it. So let's jump on in. So I know I just touched a little bit on this, but I just wanted to start off by saying, who is it for? So who is reading the Bible in a year for? 
I genuinely believe it is for everyone. Like I said, if you've been a believer, if you've considered yourself a Christian your whole life, and you've never read the Bible before in a year, I think it's going to challenge you so much, and I think you still have so much to learn. So actually, when I decided to do this, I told my family, and my mom said, I love that you're doing that. Like, can I join? I would love to be a part of this. And so my mom is 60 years old. Shout out. Also, sorry, didn't mean to expose your age, but she had never read the full Bible before. And so you can have been a Christian your whole life. I still think it's for you. I know she got so much out of it. She's so happy she did it. On the other hand, I know there are people that don't consider themselves a Christian, and I really believe this is the best way, and they found it to be the best way to truly get answers for themselves and to make that decision for themselves. So I truly believe no matter who you are, this absolutely could be for you. Okay, so if you decide to read the Bible in a year, what's next? What should you expect and what should you do next? What does that actually look like? So the very first thing I think you should do after making that decision is to pick a reading plan. And like I kind of shared, a reading plan is essentially just a plan that divides the Bible into 365 sections for you to follow. I don't know if all of them are chronological. I think some aren't. Like I said, I chose a chronological plan and that was super helpful. And if you want to do the plan I did, I really recommend it. It was amazing. The plan was called The Bible Recap by Tara Lee Cobble. I actually have the book right here. Um, she does a book. She has an Instagram. She has a daily podcast. It's all called The Bible Recap. If you look it up, you can go on their website and print out their plan or she has it all digital as well if you want to follow that way. But that is what I did. I got the book. I printed out the plan so I could highlight it off each day, know exactly what I should be reading. And then I also listened to the podcast that she has. It's about five to 10 minutes each day. And it essentially just summarizes that day's reading. That was so, so helpful, especially if this is the first time you're doing this. I think having somebody who's truly studied the word is reading commentaries, knows the historical context, has the true knowledge and understanding. So some of this scripture, especially in the Old Testament, it's going to seem a little bit confusing at times. There are going to be things and practices and laws that you're just not fully aware of that might seem a little bit strange. And you're like, okay, is this something that applies to present day? They'll really help kind of answer all of those questions and explain a lot of the context. So I think obviously picking a reading plan is necessary, but then finding one that can also provide that support because naturally questions are going to arise. And I know for me, I want it to have that daily support. Sometimes I would go through a reading and I would just be a bit confused afterwards. And then she would explain some things that provide it so much helpful insight. And I would go back and read it again and be like, oh my gosh, there was so much. I just didn't have the capacity to get out because I didn't fully understand. And now that I have you know, the resources and the knowledge I'm able to see and learn so much more. So loved the reading plan. Can't recommend it enough. Again, the Bible recap by Tarlay Cobble. I'll link all of that information down below if you want to check it out. 
Okay, tip number two is once you've picked the reading plan that you want to follow, the next thing is just to kind of set aside some time in your schedule. And that is because you could potentially be putting a new discipline in place. It takes anywhere from maybe like 20 to 30 minutes per day to do the reading. I know for me, I just allowed about 30 minutes and that was always enough. So I would just set aside 30 minutes, doesn't matter when, can be at lunchtime in the morning before you go to bed, wherever you can kind of present undivided attention and allow that to be the time in which you read. I think that's the easiest way to actually stick with reading the Bible is to have a consistent time so you don't have to think twice about it and you just know that's the time that you've allocated towards doing that and you could actually stick with it. Tip number three that I would recommend is maybe you're still on the fence and you're not 100% sure that this is for you or maybe you start it and you start to think that and question whether this is for you. I think that just can be part of the process. I know once I start it, I kicked it off. Week one was going strong, loved the book of Genesis. Then we got into the book of Job. That's normally the second book that you'll be reading. That, in my opinion, is one of the hardest books for me to read in the Bible. So I think it can kind of scare and intimidate a lot of people away. And that's kind of where people start to get a bit lost. So what I would recommend is start with a month, start with 30 days, maybe start with two months and just commit to doing that. If 365 days seems like too many, just start with 30 and see, just see how it goes and just commit to that amount of time. Because like I said, the beginning can really be the hardest part. So just want to give yourself a fair chance to just kind of get in the word and really discern for yourself and see if this is something that you want to continue to do. So 30 days. I know you can do it. Just go for it. It will honestly fly by. Tip number four is don't do it alone. Like I said, my mom decided to do this whole process of reading the Bible together in a year with me. And then my dad jumped on board. And so it was so helpful having family. It can be friends. It can be church. It can be somebody online. Just having any sort of accountability or anybody else to go through it with. I know when we would get confused or we kind of were hitting a roadblock, we could talk to each other, see what we are getting out of it. It is just so helpful to have that support system. So I absolutely recommend if you decide to do this, tell your friends, tell your family, see if anybody's interested. And if no one is, there are so many great online resources. I'll be talking about it at the end, but I will actually be doing reading the Bible together in a year. I'll be doing the first 30 days on my social media. So on my Instagram and my TikTok. So if nothing else, you can read it along with me and you can, you know, be in my DMs. We can chat about it. I've absolutely love doing it. So would love to be any kind of support that I can through the process. And tip number five is it's okay to fall behind. And it's also okay if it takes longer than 365 days. To be fully transparent, there was a point in the summer where I got really busy with work and I did start to fall behind like more than a month. I think I fell behind by like five weeks, something crazy. And so if you fall behind, that is so normal and that is so okay. Don't let that stop you. Don't let the fact that you miss a few days or miss a few weeks stop you from continuing to move forward. 
I decided that I was going to catch up once I reached the New Testament, just because I've read it so many times. So I knew I could move along pretty quickly. And that's exactly what I did. I would just kind of like double up with that day's reading. But also I know so many people, they'll do it for two years. So you can just kind of continue to move along at your own pace. 365 days is really quick. In my opinion, there were a lot of days in which I wanted to kind of break it up and just dive deeper, but I knew I'd have, you know, future years to do that. But if you want to take more time, I absolutely recommend doing that. I think 365 can be kind of a suggestion, but move quicker, move slower, whatever works for you. I think we all have our own pace. So don't get discouraged if you fall behind. So those are my five tips. Next, I just wanted to share some last little things of what you can expect. I would say number one, expect it to challenge you. Oh my gosh, not only is it challenging because it's a new discipline, but also just the reading is going to challenge you. I have been a believer my whole life and I would like to say I had, you know, a decent understanding. I think I had a lot more to learn, but after reading the Bible all at once in a year, I was having new questions I never thought about before in my life. It was really challenging me. It honestly was convicting and also just a little scary at times where I'm like, oh my gosh, how did I miss this section? Like, I didn't even know this was a part of scripture. Like, this is this is crazy to me. And so there were a lot of moments where I was like, how have I missed this? And I would just say with that, if that's your experience, like, do not feel any sense of shame. It's amazing that you're learning it now. And honestly, the way I look at my faith is I am still an infant in my faith. I still have so much to learn. It's a lifelong journey, so I do not expect myself to be an expert yet. I don't think I'll ever become an expert. I think there is just so much to God's character that I'm going to learn through, obviously, His Word, but also just life experience. And so something that I love about reading the Bible is, you know, there are passages I feel like I've read 10 times, but when I was going through this time with the new context and even just the season in life in which I currently was in, there were things that jumped out to me or things that had new weight or gravity that just didn't happen before. And so for me, that's why I loved it so much. But also there were a lot of days where sometimes I left with more questions than answers. Again, I think that's so awesome. Like, I think questions are signs that we're learning and growing. And so I would say just hold all of that, write all of your questions down. I know I would get really confused sometimes. And then as the days would go on, I would end up answering a lot of those questions. But even now, there are still questions and things I, I'm wrestling through and I want to learn. And for me, that is what really excites me and causes me to want to continue to just dive deeper and deeper into the word. Okay, another thing to expect, I would say this is actually more of a bonus tip. And this is something I heard from the lady, Tara Lee, that does the Bible recap. And I heard her on a podcast talking about her personal experience, why she started the Bible recap. And her story is similar to mine. She had been a Christian her whole life, but had never read the Bible all the way through. So she decided to go ahead and do it. And she, after reading it the first time, really struggled, honestly felt so challenged in her faith. I don't want to misquote her, but I think she might have even said that she had moments where she was contemplating, like, am I even still a Christian after this? Because she was confronted with so much. And so after reading the Bible in a year, she was actually more confused than ever. 
And her pastor just said, okay, now go back and read the Bible for a second time next year. And I want you to stop looking for yourself in the scripture and start looking for God. And that I thought was such helpful advice and something I love that she does in her reading plan, specifically in her recaps in her podcast is she'll say, here's my God shot for the day, which essentially is here's how God's character was revealed to me today in the scripture. And that's something I just tried to be mindful when I was reading through. Okay, here's what this says about God, because there are going to be things that are challenging and that I think we can't fully understand. But when I'm not looking to relate everything to my life and what does this say is going to happen to my life, but instead I just look and ask, what does this say about the God of the universe? What does this say about his love for humanity? What does this say about the fact that he sent his son down on the cross to die for our sins. And when I shift it and have that perspective, I think that's really transformational. So I think if you can go into reading the Bible from that kind of framework and headspace, I think it's super helpful. My next point, I've kind of touched on this before, but there are going to be some books you love and there are going to be some books you probably don't love. That at least was my experience. There were some books I felt like I could just marinate in all day and I wanted to read again and again. Others, I was pretty excited once we reached a new book of the Bible. I think that's inevitable. It's obviously talking about different people, different circumstances, different time periods, different perspectives. And so I think all of that is super necessary to gain a holistic framework. So that's why I didn't want to leave certain things out. However, there just are going to be certain people and certain writers that you're going to resonate with more, and that is super normal. I would say just don't let the books you don't love as much kind of discourage you. Like I said with Job in the beginning, that book I struggled with, but I just didn't want that to be the reason I stopped sticking through it. And so I just kind of moved right along in other books. I'm like, okay, I really want to study this a little bit further and a little bit deeper. And so I just say that to not be a discouragement, but just know that is totally part of the process. Okay. My last thing of what you can expect when reading the Bible in a year is that the New Testament is actually only the last three months of the year, which means 75% of the time you are in the Old Testament. So if you are like me, that's kind of intimidating. And I think the Old Testament intimidates a lot of us just because we're less familiar with it. But I grew so much in my love for the Old Testament, and that is because I grew so much in my understanding of the Old Testament. I think when we go back and pull scripture from the Old Testament, it can seem kind of unrelatable or confusing because again, we're pulling it out of context. But when you're reading it through chronologically, you start to understand things a lot better. You understand what was actually going on historically at the time. And it actually becomes so much more digestible and so much more interesting. And actually, I know a lot of people end up loving the Old Testament even more. It's a little more story-driven too, so you can follow some of these people for long periods throughout their lives. So there are some really beautiful stories that you get to follow, and I think it's very captivating and interesting, but there are also a lot of hard things you have to read in the Old Testament. So 
just kind of wanted to share that of what to expect. But again, I really grew so much in my love for the Old Testament, and I'm really excited in this next year to dive deeper and really try to better understand things. And so I think it was really fun and really exciting, but just share that so you just kind of have an idea of what to expect before you um, jump on into this. And with that, specifically with the Old Testament, I depended a lot on outside resources. So I would Google different sections. I'd watch summary videos, anything I could to just kind of better understand the passages. Or even before I would read a new book, I would go on to the Bible Project and kind of watch the summary, the 10-minute summary they do, just so I kind of knew what to expect. And for me, that kind of removed some of the intimidation I initially felt going into some of these books. But with all that to say, I think I grew so much in my love for the Old Testament, and I hope that also becomes the case for you as well. Okay, that is pretty much everything I wanted to talk about for this episode. I know it was different than what we typically do, and I obviously missed having Brie here with me, but again, just wanted to share this. It was on my heart. I know we're going into the new year, so this is kind of the perfect time to start, and I've shared about it in previous episodes and gotten a lot of questions, so just kind of wanted to provide my insight and some resources. Like I mentioned, I will be doing 30 days on my Instagram and TikTok. It's just Marissa period Melson. So if you want somebody to kind of be a resource as you launch into this endeavor for the new year, I would absolutely love to be one. But with all that to say, maybe you decide this isn't the year for you, or you don't want to read the Bible in a year, whatever it looks like. I think everybody's journey is so, so different. This is just what worked for me. Again, and probably not a one size fits all. So however you want to study the word, I think is amazing. I think my biggest thing that I always want to encourage people is just to get in the Bible, actually read it because I think they'll just find it so valuable, so transformational, truly life-changing, and they will just grow so much in their understanding of who God is and what his character is like and how he can be a part of their life. And so I hope I can just encourage you in that, if nothing else. And whatever your journey looks like for this next year, I just want to be there alongside praying for you guys. I hope whatever the outcome is, that it's a beautiful one. And if you do end up deciding to do this, please let me know so I can be praying for you and thinking of you. And I'm just so excited for you guys. So I hope you enjoyed this bonus episode. Hope you all have a very happy new year and we will see you again the first week of January back to our regular episodes. We're going to be talking about our new year's goals and I'm so excited. Can't wait for all that's to come in the new year praying and thinking of all of you guys and hope you have a blessed week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. We pray this episode was encouraging and life-giving. If you found it valuable, please share it with a friend, leave a review and subscribe. And be sure to follow us along over on Instagram at with love always podcast. Signing off with all of our love always, Brie and Marissa.